Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Ian France, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Ian is a director, credit analyst, and trader with focus on the high-yield municipal segment of the marketplace. We've been looking forward to having him back on the show to share his observations. Ian, great to have you with us today. Thanks, Chris. So first, let's talk about the market. The trajectory of the market this year has been somewhat mixed, unpredictable. You know, we've had some strong months. We've had some weak months of performance so far this year. What are your observations so far this year related to the market in general? Yeah, so far this year, we have definitely seen quite a bit of volatility in the municipal market. And I think that that is very consistent with what we've seen in fixed income markets overall. A large driver of performance this year has been what's been going on in the treasury market and what's resulted from from Fed policy that's continued throughout the year and different news that we've seen out of the Fed, inflation prints and other economic data that are causing people to ask the question where the Fed stands with their overall policy. So throughout the course of the year, we have seen a significant amount of rate volatility that has caused different performance trends from month to month, depending on what what the treasury market is doing. In addition to that, we have seen technicals drive performance in the market, much more so this year from a supply perspective than last year. Last year, we saw quite a bit of outflows out of the market. This year, flows into the market and out of the market have been much more muted. Really, what's driven performance from a technical standpoint has been reinvestment demand that we did see throughout the course of the summer, primarily in August, where we saw a pretty sizable amount of net negative supply. And we have actually seen more recently, some of the supply has has been elevated in the, in the IG space. We continue to see more limited supply in the high yield part of the market, which we believe is one of the primary factors for high yield actually outperforming IG so far this year. There's been much greater lack of supply of of new issue high yield deals. There's still a a fair amount of cash around that's being uh, attempted to be deployed into the market in the high yield space, which has caused credit spread to compress down. Actually, year to date, the the high yield muni index is outperforming the IG index by approximately 200 basis points. We do attribute that primarily to the technical factors that I spoke about. We've also seen a significant amount of credit improvement improvement in credit conditions in the municipal space that we talked about earlier this year that continues throughout this year. So drivers of performance have have mostly been technicals as well as what's been going on with the volatility in, in treasury in the treasury market. Great. So certainly a better tone, but uh, the market has not rallied significantly just yet. And you touched on rates a bit in your prior comments and you know, realizing that we as a team, we don't make interest rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios but still, it's hard to avoid it, right? Many ask how we would assess the current rate and inflation narrative. And so do you, do you think the current narrative is priced into the market right now? Yeah, we, ha- we have seen, you know, just looking at some recent economic prints, we have seen 
the inflation numbers coming in a little bit softer. The core inflation print month over month for August for this coming Wednesday, the 13th, is projected to be 0.2% month over month, so about 2.4% annualized which is coming down a little bit closer to the Fed's target of 2% that they've spoken about. We've also seen a little bit of softening in the, in the labor market, nothing significant, but we do believe that the Fed is likely to pause at their September meeting due to some of these recent trends that we've seen, especially with these inflation prints coming down. We do believe that the market is largely pricing in kind of a Fed pause at this point, There doesn't seem to be a significant amount of fear in the market about rates, not nearly as much as we saw in 2022. Fear of rates was a large driver of performance in 2022, as well as outflows. You know, speaking with the sell side community and just hearing about everyone's different perspectives on the market, we feel that perhaps a Fed pause or maybe more range bound projection of rates going forward is, is the more likely path than a significant surprise to the upside in rates where that isn't priced in. As far as the shape of the municipal yield curve, it's something that we have spoken about. If you look at the treasury curve, how inverted it is with uh, short-term bills being, you know, in some cases, 100 basis points over the 10 or 30-year treasury, in the municipal market, it's it's, uh, quite the opposite. The curve is still very much uh, positively sloped. So one could argue that on the short end of the curve, the aggressive nature of short-term rates, the the increase in rates that the Fed has made on the short end of the curve has really not been priced into the market. That's one of the reasons why we actually are advising clients to go further out on the curve, because we don't feel that the market is properly pricing in the other opportunities in the short-term or intermediate uh, space on the yield curve. Right. Certainly some opportunity, but Clients do have to pick their spots working with active managers. And, you know, we touched on this just a little bit earlier. I want to expand, you know, while the market tone relative to last year has certainly improved, hard not to, uh, net positive returns this year have been somewhat modest, right? And so you might say there's still some ample opportunity, right? There's still some runway to uh, take advantage and capitalize for the remainder of the year. So with that being said, you know, can you share some thoughts on levels, spreads, the general attractiveness of the market that we see? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, looking at performance year to date, it's a little lower than I think many people may have anticipated coming into the beginning of the year. But if you look at treasury rates, both the 10 and 30 year today are at approximately the same levels that they were at the beginning of the fourth quarter of last year. With that in mind, we have seen positive performance in the municipal market. We have seen some normalization of spreads. We've seen high yield spreads compress pretty significantly year to date. You know, and we've also seen the opportunity we believe for total return for the remainder of the year. And it's something that we have been speaking about uh, since the beginning of the year is to be on, on the longer end of the curve. A lot of performance, total return performance from about the middle of last year has come from SMA demand. And that demand is really 10 years and in. Uh, we haven't seen the money come back into mutual funds in size. And we believe that when that happens, that's when you'll really see the ratio normalization on the long end of the curve. Right now, we are right around historical averages on the 30-year, but we do believe that there's potential for those ratios to go tighter in the event that we see even just a portion of the money that exited last year to come back into the municipal market 
in in uh, 2023. The other thing to note as far as performance going forward is really just the pure income that you can generate if you were to enter into the market right now. New issue deals in the AA space in some cases are offering a 440 or a 450 yield. If you gross that up, the taxable yield that a high, highly taxed investor would have to get in the market in order to get a tax equivalent yield of that level would be north of 7%. In the triple B space, you can easily book a 525 yield. You know, that's north of a 9% tax equivalent return going forward on an annual basis, which is really an equity-like return for muni risk, triple B muni risk. And that's assuming that rates actually don't do anything and ratios don't do anything over the over the next year. That's purely just the income component of your return. So we do believe that with the backup in interest rates, while it's been painful in 2022, and for some periods of 2023, we have obviously seen some continued sell-off in treasuries, we believe that the Fed is finally approaching at least a kind of longer pause in their policy. We've seen inflation come down, and we believe that it's important that investors start thinking about some of the reinvestment risk that they could be facing on the short end of the curve, especially if they're rolling T-bills. We think it's time for investors to start thinking about extending their duration, locking in that income, 5% plus, 9% plus tax equivalent yields that they can accrue for decades to come. Yeah. To your point, the path to get here wasn't the most fun, but uh, 18, 24 months ago, you were lucky to get a 2% tax-free. Now you're north of 4 annual plus in many cases. So you can't add yield back to a portfolio for sure, not to mention tax-free, right? It were tax efficient, if you will. So maybe digging in a little bit deeper, you touched on some portfolio positioning in terms of yield curve, but maybe digging in a little bit more on general portfolio positioning and things we favor versus not. Yeah, absolutely. I think our group as a whole, both for our IG strategies as well as our high yield strategies, we have qualityed up our portfolios. We believe that the position that the Fed has taken, the policy that they have implemented over the past two years will result ultimately in tightening of credit conditions. We are seeing corporate margins compress. We're seeing some unions and other groups negotiate wages much higher for certain corporations. So we do believe that eventually there will be some negative economic effects that will result from the policy that the Fed has implemented over the next two years. And because of that, we believe it's prudent to have a quality up sort of bias in in portfolios. So for our investment grade portfolios, we've been focusing very much on AA rated bonds. It's where the bulk of the new issue supply is right now in the market. And you're still offered quite a bit of spread for a double A bond. And it's it's really a, uh, from a uh, total, the yield you, that you can get for a double A bond is uh, still very attractive versus an A rated bond or a triple B rated bond. For example, as I mentioned earlier, double A rated bonds for a high coupon where you're pricing to a 10 year call and you have more limited duration you know, you can book a yield around a 430 or a 440 right now, which which we believe is really more than enough compensation over AAA rates for for AA rated bonds. As far as the high yield space, we do favor the triple B rated cohort of the high yield muni market, which typically high yield munis do include triple B in that part of the market as well. So we believe that the spread, the incremental spread that you can obtain going beyond a triple B down in the credit spectrum 
really is not significant enough for investors to put an overweight into non-rated or single B rated securities. You know, we've seen an, a very big increase in credit quality for municipalities over the last two years. There's been increased operating margins, rainy day fund balances and balance sheets are at some of the strongest levels they have been at. For that reason, there's really not a whole lot of uh, spread offered for, for investors to go into the non-rated space. So we believe that triple Bs are offering very attractive spreads right now in the high yield market. And that's really the, the most attractive place to be. As far as coupon structure in the IG space, we have uh, felt that 4% coupon bonds have been much more attractive when they've, when they've backed up during rate sell-offs to more of a, a discount. We do favor more convex structures uh, in the IG space, such as fours at a discount. If we can't get bonds at a, at a nice discount, we do favor larger coupons like five and a quarters and five and a halves priced to a 10-year call that's further out on the yield curve so we can get a lot of yield per unit of duration with some of those large premium structures. In the high yield space, we feel the same. We like the more convex structures, slightly lower coupons, but in, in the high yield space, most bonds are trading at discounts right now. And in the high yield space, given the credit risk, we do also believe that you know we prefer lower dollar prices for the most part, knowing that we have sort of a locked in kind of spread to what our underlying collateral is on on any given asset in high yield. We also, as I mentioned earlier, we do favor the long end of the yield curve. We believe that's where in the municipal market the most value is right now. We also believe that should mutual fund inflows continue, that that will be the area of the curve that is most likely to perform. SMAs and other demand 10 years and in has really pushed a large part of the value in the market out. We've already seen a lot of the performance, relative performance to treasuries occur there. Uh, we do believe that eventually the long end of the curve will have its day and will perform a little bit better than the intermediate and uh, shorter parts of the yield curve. It seems like a pretty rare phenomenon that you can get such attractive accrual rates and tax-free income streams, couple it with a quality up at the same time, not to mention some of these more attractive structures we haven't seen in a while that have scarcity value. Then you add in credit fundamentals, which we'll talk about next. You touched on it, but let's move on to the credit landscape a little bit, where on prior shows, we've talked about strong credit fundamentals, but what are we seeing right now? The credit fundamentals have continued to improve in municipals. We continue to see tax collections increase month over month and year over year. The, rating, the credit rating agency upgrades to downgrades ratio continues to be positive, more than two to one. We continue to see twice as many uh, upgrades as we do downgrades for the overall municipal space. That, again, is a large part of, uh, it's a result of the increased tax collections from inflationary pressures and in excess savings that people still have spent up or saved up that they've chosen to spend on, on different things that has resulted in higher sales taxes higher fuel taxes. We've seen wage gains uh, that has resulted in better in income tax streams as well. And it, it's no surprise to anyone that property tax values are, are remaining very stable, if not continue to go up. So property taxes are, are generally benefiting from this recent trend as well. And that's fed through to the credit quality of, of states and localities. We do have some concerns about certain areas of the market. Hospitals, is, is one of the areas of the markets where we have concern in the high yield space. We have been underweight that, that area of the market 
They are facing some challenges with increased cost of labor, which has compressed their margins. It's similar to what we've been seeing in the corporate credit space. And the high yield hospital index has actually underperformed the overall high yield muni index by approximately 400 basis points year to date. So we do believe that that sector is still, uh, there's some things that that sector needs to address and figure out before we can sort of see a bounce back. So we're still recommending an underweight there. Smaller higher education institutions, we've seen some enrollment declines. uh, So we're a little bit cautious in that sector as well. As far as high yield, we do favor the more liquid parts of the market. We think it's important to focus on larger issuers, larger deals with more liquidity, and not to take significant risk in the senior living space or other really small deals that has very limited liquidity. Great. So let's shift gears for a minute and talk about the technicals, supply and demand. What are we seeing this fall and anything you could share in terms of expectations, in terms of supply for the remainder of the year? Sure. So this year we have seen a return to the more seasonal trends that are consistent with munis. Those really were not that large of a factor in 2022 just because of how significant the mutual fund outflows were. But we have seen a return to the more, uh, you know, the the seasonal trends that are consistent with long-term averages. We did have a fairly strong reinvestment demand period through the summer. June, July, and August saw some net negative supply where the principal and interest payments outpaced new issue supply. And and that did result in strong performance. It was taken back a little bit by by some of the rate sell-off in August, but we did see net negative supply in August. Looking forward into the fall, we're, we're seeing net positive supply which will peak in October. It'll pick up in September, but we are we are projecting that um, new issue supply will will increase in October to, to the highest level. However, year-to-date issuance is still down from the prior year. So we really haven't seen a significant uptick in issuance overall this year. We are expecting as we enter the fall that issuance will be more elevated than it has been, and we won't have the the tailwind of the market reinvesting those sizable principal and interest payments. So we are expecting a a slightly weaker technical environment, but we do believe it will present some good opportunities, especially in the the new issue market. Taxable issuance continues to remain muted. It's been lower pretty much the the entire year versus the prior year. Uh, High yield issuance remains very muted as well. We believe that there's been a lack of deals. I think just with some of the tightening credit conditions that the market really hasn't accepted some of these lower quality deals that were coming to market in 2021 when there was so much money flowing into fixed income markets. The deals that have been able to get done are, are I think, of much higher quality in high yield, which I, I believe is a good thing. But overall, high yield issuance, we are expecting for the remainder of the year to, to remain pretty muted, which should lead to you know spreads holding in there for high yield. Great. Let's talk about some ideas on implementation. Um, so Ian, why should investors consider actively managed funds as a replacement or complement the passive approaches? And what are some of the recent portfolio themes that bring that to life a little bit? Yeah, we think an active approach is important for, for several reasons. One that was very important over the last two years was coupon positioning determining which structures to be in and in bonds and munis is very important. There's a lot of attractive premium structures available on the longer end of the curve in the new issue market, five and a quarters, five and a half percent coupons. And a lot of the bonds that are offered, you know, into SMAs or other 
buying bonds directly through retail are some of the more negatively convex structures. We believe that there's better structures that can be achieved tactically through an active management approach, through investing in funds, and also just tactical yield curve positioning, we believe is important as well. Investors can have sort of a bias to, you know, go into a ladder portfolio and not pay as much attention to yield being tactical on the yield curve. It's something that an active strategy can offer for investors to be able to quickly move from one part of the yield curve to another where, where we believe that there's more value. And also just credit analysis, analysis and security selection. While we have had an improvement in credit quality overall, we know that credit cycles can turn quickly. And we believe that a significant amount of an investor's performance, especially in the high yield space, can come from making the right decisions from a security selection standpoint. So we do believe that our team of analysts and our, our team's overall approach to credit is extremely important for investors and it is an ability to generate alpha in the market. And then finally, I think just the ability to for, for an active investor to source bonds in a larger money managers such as ourselves to be able to provide the best execution, to be able to source bonds, um, you know, with with some of the largest other investors from the underwriters and to be able to provide the best execution for clients. That's great, Ian. It's really helpful perspectives for all of us to consider. And uh, it's great to see that the team is still optimistic about the municipal market this year and that we think the stage is really nicely set for those taking an active approach. This has been a great conversation. I'm sure our listeners are going to find your thoughts and insights really, really helpful. But before we let you go, any parting thoughts for our audience? I would just like to stress what we believe to be a very attractive opportunity, investing opportunity in the municipal market, one that we really haven't seen in quite a long time. Uh, We haven't seen absolute yield levels in munis uh, around where we are right now in, you know, maybe a decade or more. The investment opportunity to be able to book long-term tax equivalent yields of more than seven, eight, nine percent, especially for the uh, amount of risk that you're taking, the amount of credit risk you're taking with the improvement in credit quality. We believe this is a very good uh, time to invest in munis, one of the best that we've seen in quite a long time. In addition to that, we believe that the downside protection that's offered in the market is much more attractive from a structure standpoint with some of the fives and five and a halves being back in the market, some of those coupon structures that we saw go away in 2020 and 21, they are back now. And they offer very, very good uh, return opportunities going forward with a more muted duration profile. Uh, So we believe investors should start to think about their reinvestment risk in the short-term treasury markets and other short-term money markets and investments and think about locking in some of that long-term yields and duration because over time there will be rate volatility but by the time that bond matures people will be very happy to have accrued that that seven eight nine percent uh tax equivalent yield over time that's great thanks ian and it's great to have ian france mckay municipal managers trading desk based in los angeles that wraps up this episode of muni 360 podcast with new york life investments I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We really appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. 
Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities in cash or cash equivalents. Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BBB through D represent non-investment grade. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers Team of Mackay Shields LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay High shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.